I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top-draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank Skinner. Hey, it's not the weekend podcast. Very popular, I'm told, by the management. Um, this is Frank Skinner for Absolute Radio, and I'm with um, Emily. And, Hi, Frank. Uh, and also... Uh... <laughs> yeah, you guessed it. <laughs> I'm also with Alan Cochran. So um, we're in a small ju- uh, small studio. A, sm- a small studio, of course, is a place where they do judo. Yes. <laughs> oh, the coconut matting, it's everywhere. The coir. The smell of coir in here. Nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, so people on board, the regular listeners. Exactly. I'll tell you something. You know, I'm, I'm, I've been spending a lot of time on my own just lately. And um, everything's fine. Mm. Just worked out that way. And I was watching uh, Countdown, right, a couple of days ago. And uh, I don't know if you ever do this, but when the thing comes up, when, when they get all the letters together... And they say, like, you know, uh, vowel, consonant, dawn. And then uh, you got 30 seconds. It often it looks a bit like a word. <laughs> you know, it looks like, roughly like one. So like, it looked a bit like occasion. It had a couple of S's and, and an N, the one I was looking at yesterday. So I just messing about. I went, occasion. <laughs> and then and then had them saying, well, no, there's no, there's no N in it, is there? And then me saying... Oh, oh, does it have to be exact? <laughs> <laughs> Completely destroy the whole theory. These are the things I do when I'm alone, ladies and gentlemen. One For, format ruining. Thing. I like that you do format that. Format ruining. Mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's a time-honoured art. <laughs> so, um, I, um, I went visiting the sick this oh, week. And, uh, I, um... A friend of mine... How was David Williams? I mentioned... I said the sick, not the creepy. <laughs> I, um, I mentioned on, on the show last week, I think, that uh, friends of mine were involved in a horse and cart accident in Romania. Oh, yeah. Yes, you did. And they got, they got quite bashed up. So I went to see them uh, this week, um, Carmen and Dan, my friends. And, um, and Carmen had, a, had, had, a, had broken a leg in the fall. <gasps> and uh, when I say in the fall... I, I don't mean like last September. I mean, and she was never in the anyway. <laughs> she was no Brixie. No, um, and and she said, "Oh, do you want to sign? You know, sign my plaster cast." And I felt immediately pressure because I don't know if this is something I've only felt since I've been a professional jester. But um, if if you're asked to do something like that, you think, well. This is going to be shown to all the people, Frank Skinner out there. They're going to say, oh, not very funny, is he? Mm. You know what I mean? I can hear, I can hear yeah. distant voices echoing over the next few days of people thinking, oh, I won't be watching his shows again, right? Mm. So I feel, to, I get the same thing with um, visitors' books in hotels, cards sometimes. Leaving cards, birthday leaving cards. cards. Oh, oh, God, yeah. Mm. Sometimes, I get this, people will write to me, with a wedding card and say, would you put a funny message on it, you know, to be read out by the best man? No. I mean, for God's sake, that's competition then. You that's might have three or four funny things. They know all the in-jokes. They know the background on these people. And then here's one from a professional comedian. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
Anyway, um, with the... Um, where was the cost? Can I say, how not, funny did you have to be? Was it leg, leg or arm? Leg. It was It was very visible leg. Oh, that's, a, that's leg. a lot of acreage. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, um, I mean, on this occasion, um, I wrote uh, the cast of Carmen. Oh, that's good. That's good. It's an operatic yes. joke. Yes. It's all right. It's all yeah, right. see, it's only all right. <laughs> I, I don't I really it. get it. It's more my fault. You don't it? get it? I get I get Carmen, but I don't... I don't I well, mean, the I cast of, as in the people uh, in the opera, yeah. the cast of Carmen. Am I yeah. right, Frank? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, see, I was feeling quite buoyant about it. Well, oh, can I'm I just sorry. say I think it's quite a fine joke? I'd be proud to have that. Well, I mean, I've, it's, it's split the crowd down the middle, let's face it. <laughs> I mean, is she in the theatre? <laughs> no, but she doesn't have to be. <laughs> oh. Anyway, that's my, exactly my problem, you see. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I mean, that was the best. I, I thought that was one of, one of my best. Um, it's high mm. stakes, isn't it? They're immortalised as well, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's like, it's like putting your hands in the cement of yes. the, what's at the boulevard, wherever. And also, you know, Mike, I, I don't know about you, but I feel my comedy is, it's evolved. It's, been, it's Darwinian, my, my comedy, over the years. And <laughs> I might have written, you know, cheap, lewd stuff in visitors' books in, in the 1990s that I wouldn't want to put my name to now, but my name is to it put. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is more pressure on you guys, though, because I mm. would, for example, if there was a leaving card and neither of you were writing, if I see Frank writing in a joint card, I go to his first because I think, oh, this will make me laugh, this will be funny. Yeah. And the bar's it? high. Often it does. Not always. Sometimes not so much, so. No, I know, you, that's you can't, it. you know. It's those days <laughs> that, that break my heart. <laughs> I will say that Dan and Carmen said that they were in a in a hospital in um, Romania, mm. and it was a bit bleak. And Dan was in a ward; he couldn't speak Romanian, so he couldn't speak to anyone. They were both in terrible pain, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And he said, "Luckily, I had about five or six of your podcasts on my iPod, and that got us through it." So, oh, what about nice, that? Oh, I do love that. What about that for a review? It was mm. probably pre-cockerel, though, wasn't it? Uh, Pre-Cockerel and his terrible reviews. I think they were pre-Cockerel, yeah, that's true. Sorry about that. Well, you know, kind of everything. (laughs) I'm not saying they wouldn't have liked them. My comedy's Darwinian as well. Is it really? (laughs) There's been a certain amount of natural selection involved. (laughs) (laughs) Earlier on when you said that uh, you saw Bo Bo Burnham and then had to sprint, I was thinking I've had a few gigs like that. (laughs) Earlier on? That was last Saturday. That's right, yeah. yeah. I like the way you're seeing this as as the time continuum (laughs) of the podcast. (laughs) Some of the entire audiences think I'm so good they have to sprint immediately after it. (laughs) Mine has been Darwinian in the sense of the survival of the filthiest in the early days. Oh, very good. But, but but mm. now I feel well. Here's an example of my Darwinian humour, mm. right? Uh, a man goes into the pub and the barman says, <laughs> <laughs> "What do you think?" <laughs> I'm still developing the, the, the actual punchline. <laughs> I feel the beginning of it is more evolved than the. I'd like a uh, I'd like a catch-all joke for autographs. I very rarely get asked, but the, I feel exactly the same pressure. Yeah. That That's what I need. Something be, I always use. Yeah, just one. Really good gag, but I haven't come up with it yet. For example, <laughs> yeah. Save Hands, David Seaman. Oh, yeah. is that what he put? Did he what actually he always, used to write that? He always wrote Save Hands, David Seaman. I don't know, because just so you know, just FYI, Alan, uh-huh. um, my family banned us from asking for people for autographs. Did they? Yeah, so we weren't allowed, so I've never got any. But I didn't know that about him. I liked Save Hands. Yeah, Save Hands mm-hmm. is good. And... Um, I uh, I got one from when I was doing oh many years ago I used to do a football program on the television, 
And I got a letter from a bloke who worked for um, some sports organisation, and he signed it, um, yours in sport. Nice. <laughs> yours in sport. And I have used that, and people say, well, what do you mean? What does that say? Because my R's aren't very good. Spont. Yours in spot. Then I'm in, you know. Spout. Yeah. yeah. Yours in spout. <laughs> yours in spouts might be good. Then you're really theirs. Sportingly yours. You could just adapt it. Like, yeah, but like, I, don't feel, I don't want to plagiarise <laughs> my... And some people, you know, I have seen this one in autograph book where the, uh, people are right, they'll sign on the inside cover, not on the first page, yes. on the inside cover and write, by hook or by crook, I'll be first in this book. Oh, right. Oh, Frank, I'd forgotten about that. That does go on. Yeah. I once got Lee Mack signed something for me. Really? Yes. And he said, Dear Emily, thanks for hanging around the stage door and showing me your rack. Oh. Uh. Mm. Was that, was that when you were in the stage lighting business? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And torture. No, but it was meant to be nice, and then he tried to put me down so people would just think I was I was one of those girls. Mm. Well, I, I'm, I'm at, I, I, if we can get any suggestions in from the listeners, I would love... I'd like mm. a set, you know, a template that I always use. Yeah. That's what I'm after. Caster yeah. Carmen, I thought it was... Cast the Carmen's all right. Oh, no, no, it's all right. Oh. I thought you were going to put something like, I haven't been plastered since dot, dot, dots, but it's not as good yeah. as Cast the Carmen. But then I, if you put I on a plastic cast, I think it feels like it's it yeah, referring yeah. to the person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, it's not just comedy, it's grammar. Absolutely. Hmm? Who knows? I signed a lot of autographs as Lurch the Redcoat uh, when I was a Redcoat. Did you <laughs> really? I, I was nicknamed Lurch, and so loads of the kids never knew my real name. They were just all thought of me as Lurch. And uh, and I ended up just putting Lurch <laughs> and just drawing some really long legs with feet. <laughs> Brilliant. I, yeah, it was really easy, but no funny message, just some big... No, but legs. I mean, you don't, you don't need a funny message no. if you're Lurch the Redcoat. Exactly. Not with that. It, it's There's probably there. podcasters now thinking, oh, it's him. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're adults I, now. I briefly, when I was a child actress, Alan, mm -hmm. um, I got asked my autograph a couple of times, normally on location when they ask anyone for autographs. And I must have been about eight or nine when I was signing these autographs. And I couldn't, my signature wasn't matured, sufficiently matured. No. So I <laughs> thought I'd develop an autograph style and I, did a pound, I turned the E for Emily into a pound sign. So it's oh. pound, milli, you, you don't want that from a child star. <laughs> you don't want to start with it's a pound star. It's all about the song. money. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like you're really cynically interacting already. I like, what I like about Lurch the Red Coat is a hint of pump up the volume about it. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like something that a DJ would shout. Come on, Lurch the Red Coat! <laughs> <laughs> now, Frank, Alan was sharing something rather worrying with me and it was related to a pair of celebrity jeans. Mm. This is true. I uh, I last week tried on a pair of uh, specific branded jeans. I don't know if we can reveal. I um I was uh, I was trying them on, really thinking about buying these jeans, and they're quite pricey. Yeah. And can uh, you get non-specific branded jeans? You probably can, can't you? On the market. Like, yeah, on the market. Uh, but they weren't on the market. No. They were in they were in a fashion wear shop in the northern quarter in Manchester. <laughs> 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 and, uh, uh -huh. and I tried them on and was thinking I'm, I'm going to treat myself at some point mm. to those jeans and then whilst channel hopping the other day I saw Andrew Marr <laughs> in a pair on, on his Cities programme, whatever it is and had a moment of going 
is this my ambition now, to dress like an off-duty newsreader? Oh, no. What? And I, I'm not sure if I should let it put me off, because he doesn't seem like a badly turned out man. He seems like... Were those similar jeans he was wearing? They were the exact same jeans. They were... Well, they must have had a lot of detailing on them, these jeans. Well, they're Edwin, and you can sort of see on, oh, the, on yes. the back pockets. You can tell what they are. And he walked past the camera in, in one of his not-in-a-suit moments, you know. And I thought, oh, he's wearing Edward. Oh, smart cash. I was going to get. I should say he's a bit more than a newsreader, isn't he, Andrew Marr? Journalists. Yeah. Yeah. Journalist slash philanderer. Adulterer as well. Yeah. <laughs> Adult- well, uh, yeah. Okay, but you know, no. He ca- he called it. He admitted it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did he use the word adulterer? No, but I am. No, exactly. I'm <laughs> thinking. I don't think he nailed it quite like that. Did he? <laughs> I mean, for goodness' sake, I, I am did. an adult. I mean, what is it? Is he going to be sackcloth and ashed around <laughs> London? With if bar- I had my way, yes. But never mind that. What about these jeans? Should I because- have let it? Put me off. Well, let me think? tell you, Frank, I think certain men in jeans, it's a bit off-duty CEO. That's mm. what you've got to be wary of. Well, I, I have sort of... Um, I haven't worn a pair of jeans now for about three months. I, I put them on one day and I looked in the mirror and I thought, midlife crisis chic, and I haven't gone back there. Right. Mm. Are you at the uh, Chino stage? Corduroy? No, no, no. Corduroy? No, no, not unless I go back into academia. Right. But I'm... Uh, Andrew Moore, I imagine... Likes a wrangler. That's what I've heard. That's what he got in so much trouble for. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I think um, I'm. I think he's a man who likes uh, a single seam on the inner thigh. That's my guess. Again, <laughs> isn't that part of his problem? Yeah. He's, uh, and what I like about it, again in, in rapper style, I think a, a, a mar wrangler sounds a bit like a cleaned up version of something a rapper might call someone. <laughs> Yeah, and this real Marangler. Hey, you Marranglers out there. <laughs> and it, it, it also, it gives Andrew then a bit of a, a sort of an urban feel. Mm. He's definitely a grime. But, well, yeah, whatever he's, uh, you know, whatever he's wearing, it's working. Let's put it that way. I've had a couple of moments with clothes recently. On the, uh, on the way home last week, I saw uh, a man in a, in a full, like, ankle-length Arab robe um, of, a, of a black, shiny... Almost plasticky looking appearance. <laughs> really? But, oh, yes, but I the know. Robe was Nylon, stopped. darling, that is. I'm not sure if it oh. was. It was a very strange looking fabric <laughs> from across the road. What a PVC. It was Manchester, so it could well have been. Oh, there you go. <laughs> could well have been a new line in waterproof Arab clothing. That's great, isn't it? <laughs> very There's a sensible. definite gap in the market there. Exactly. The next series of Dragon's Den, look out for it. This team will be pitching. Um, but it stopped short at the ankle to reveal some very western looking novelty socks. Which I thought was a nice oh. touch. Uh, well, what, what was the, what were the socks? I couldn't tell from the other side of the road, but uh, cartoon bright, character, either cartoon characters or a sort of a, a piano with stuff on that you know, like oh, what are those with the keys? Oh perhaps, yeah, perhaps a Father's Day <laughs> gift or something like uh, that. Maybe a Bart oh, Simpson. Maybe just mm. it looked very clearly like Western novelty socks from the other side of the road. Great, really nice blend of. Uh, <laughs> they were infidel socks. <laughs> maybe yes. really? yeah. Worn with a uh, a shorty um, waterproof Arab yes, garb. Of course. Well, he was uh, man. He was he was firing on all cylinders. This guy. And I don't know how strident his views were. He might not have thought of them as his infidel socks. He no. might have just thought of no, them. No, but as I'm going to market them that way. His novelty <laughs> socks. Yeah. And also in Manchester, it sounds like Manchester's densely populated with eccentric dressers. I saw a, I saw somebody the other day with um, a cagoule over their backpack. 
That was Marky um, Smith. For a split second, I thought they had a, a very strange hunchback, and it was just... Oh, what, with straps? And Well, I couldn't see the straps. It oh, just looked like a normal person, because the I've done that, was though. Over... I've, I've done that on walking holidays. If it's raining heavy to protect your... Uh... It does look strange. Your oxen. It does look strange. You see, I'm so strict that I actually don't allow anoraks with suits. Uh, I saw somebody wearing a suit with a body warmer over it last year. <laughs> I've seen that oh, before. No. It's a terrible clash of smart and casual. <laughs> I find that slightly space age. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, there's a thing, though, I think probably that Emily would call BPA, which I don't like, and that's backpack awareness. <laughs> Oh, but yeah. you get people, they've got a backpack and mm. they forget it's there and they'll walk past you on the bus or something you think, I can't, I, you're, you're crushing me. Mm-hmm. You, yes. You, you're not, and, and they don't, because they don't have that. Often Italian. Is it that right? I've never, Italian. I've never I noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's I've not. never noticed that. It, it makes often. me think, you know, if you're a snail, is that what life is like? Are you an outsider in the <laughs> mollusk world? Maybe. <laughs> are, they, are they mollusks? Snails? Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Oh, Snails and stuff. Well, you say very much so, not if they're outside, just because <laughs> pushing into people. No, I know a lot about them, because um, my sister was phobic about them, hence I used to collect them. Oh, no. Put nice. them in her tights and things. Um, I tell you what I've noticed a lot just lately, which, uh, you know, fashions that you sort of read about in magazines and on telly and then you see them, and the, but there's some the other way around. You, s- you see someone, you think, oh, that's a bit weird, and then you see someone else and you think, oh, hold on, this is a fashion, this mm-hmm. wasn't a one-off. Wellingtons. Yes. But I I don't mean the big... I mean, like, like narrow fitting. I saw quite a trendy Japanese girl. She got Wellingtons, and often they're the the trendsetters. Were they Mm -hmm. the ankle boot Wellingtons? No. Oh. But they were small and deli... A deli... A, a, a Dellington. A I'm Deli Welly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm calling it a Dellington. And, uh, and then... <laughs> and then I saw a man who'd got... Oh, a sort of a slightly ponky, but a modern ponky... Um, looked like he could be a fashion designer or maybe an artist. He'd got Wellingtons on. Mm. So that's... Where did that come from? Yeah, it happened very suddenly. It did. Vivian Westwood was partly responsible. Mm. She produced some sort of ankle wellies with little bow motifs. But, yeah, they're, they are fashionable. Well done, Frank, for spotting that. Well, I'm wondering if I could uh, maybe push uh, the toe tector into high fashion. The Totector. Do you know Totector? Please explain. They're, they're those industrial shoes with the metal toe cap. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Um, and they are... They, they take... When you've worn them a bit, they, they, there's a sort of separation takes place, and you can see very clearly that the toe cap is sort of going out on its own, <laughs> as it were. Absolutely. And I, they would be good. I, this is true. I, I am often slightly ahead of the game with uh, yeah. the fashion... No, really. I said to my girlfriend ages ago, you should get a fringe. I, I think girls are good. If you've got nice eyes, it really brings it out. She says, no one has a fringe anymore. That's pathetic. Suddenly, everybody's got a fringe. They're all fringe over the shop. Yeah. Mm. Dog tooth check I was talking about before dog tooth check suddenly had that big burst. Mm. At no, the you... moment, it's the Russian space race. <laughs> <laughs> I've become obsessed with all things cosmonautical. You see if that doesn't kick yeah. off and become... The, well, this time next year the Cold War might be back, who knows? Well, let, let, let's hope so. We've certainly, if it happens, we've got enough shop names. You're, <laughs> you're what's called a cool hunter. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, they're employed mm-hmm. in the industry to spot new trends. They're paid a lot of money. That's well. insane. Like a wine taster, man. What they so call what them? you do, you, you will see them wandering around places like Soho mm-hmm. or Hoxton, more likely. 
and they're looking out for future trends. Like like those noses that work in the perfume industry. Exactly. You know, people yeah, call yeah. noses and that sort cool of thing. Cool hunters. Well, I'm not cool, but I feel no, what I, I do. I've, no, exactly. I feel like I walk down a dark, long corridor of uncoolness, and every now and again there's a fissure, a fissure in the wall, and I peek through it, and then I see the next trend, and then I continue in the darkness. <laughs> but, yeah, maybe I, maybe I should start tipping people off. Mm. Anyway, the next look for me is Cosmonaut. <laughs> I've decided on that. So, Frank, I need... I feel the need to share with you and Alan. I've had a bit of an incident... What, with after all these years? <laughs> How dare you? I'm profligate. It doesn't seem proper. Uh, Frank, I've had a bit of an incident with a male friend. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not that sort of incident. Go I on. didn't dip my toe in what you refer to as love lane. Uh-huh. Oh, God. There, no, there was no love lane. Uh. It was more uh, what Hugh Grant calls a shouty screamy on a film set, apparently. Um, We had... Well, it wasn't really an argument. Let me explain it to you and see what you think. Okay. So he works in the same building as me. He's a really old friend of mine. Scouse, lovely. (laughs) And I was doing my rounds. I sometimes do my rounds in my heels to go and see people I know. I did my rounds, went to see him. I know, he'd actually emailed me and said, oh, where are you? It'd be lovely to see you. haven't seen you for ages. So I popped into his office. Mm. Uh, I could see he was a bit... There was obviously... He was busy and a bit agitated, so I, I left in a few minutes. Then I I'm getting anxious. on his Can glass door. Knocked on his glass door, opened the door. He said, not now, and shooed me away. Shooed. With a hand gesture. Oh, with the the the, the, uh, the, the sort of back of the hand yes. pushed towards you, that. Yes. And it can oh. be done with wrist or fingers, can't yes. it? Yes. I, I, I come from oh, way back on the wrist. Mine, <laughs> mine's sweeping. I don't like a staccato shoe. I like one, a sweeping shoe. Go on, no. If it's staccato, I think that's... His that's, was a staccato shoe, oh, well, and that's, that's what I objected that's to. That's borderline yeah. hostile, that. Go, go, get out. Whereas, <laughs> oh, no, no. Yeah. In a second, I love you. I love you. <laughs> exactly. Come back. Now you see if he's. I like to. Uh, if people ask me how to shoe without a fence. <laughs> I always say, think of it starting at, at the elbow. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and then it gives it a lovely. It got a good. I line. like that, like a tennis follow through. Yeah. yeah. Curling. Would it be curling? What's the one on ice? Hurling. What's the one? No, it you is can't curling. just keep saying words curling. that rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> A nice sort of elegant sweep, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. No, his was a oh, little mean spirited. Like a yappy staccato- dog. Yes. So you you left. Yeah, his bloodied corpse was carried out of the building <laughs> some hours later. Oh now dear. Now his office is clean. Yeah. <laughs> how did, how, have you spoken to him no. since? No. Really? No. You've not. You've not made. I a- think he has to. Re- if you've been the shoer. You are the one who's got to... You've got to make the gesture. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't you think, Frank? Yeah. Well, I mean, he was... Uh, I mean, he might not even know he's done wrong. He does now. OK. He listens to this. Does he? Mm, that's why, partly why I'm doing it. You've got to be oh. careful with uh, <laughs> hand gestures. I um, I don't know about you, but if ever, I'm, uh, if ever a car stops for me at a zebra crossing... I always feel some sort of obligation to, you know, acknowledge that they've stopped. So, you know, I know they should stop legally, but often mm-hmm. they do. And sometimes I will, I'll denigrate myself and do a thumbs up. <laughs> I, I always feel filthy <laughs> afterwards. I just think it's oh no, a thumbs up. Who am I trying to kid? I hate that. And I, I, one of the main reasons is I used to think, what if I just smile at them, mm. look at the driver and smile? But I found 
I don't know. Something to do with the context of being allowed to cross the road is is in 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 a way not that generous a thing. I would look at them and my smile. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be warm. It would be sort of poignant. <laughs> you know, if you smile at someone who maybe um, used to be a, a great sportsman and then um, lost a limb. And they were, you know, you're watching them struggling into a room and you smile like that, smiling at, oh, we both know this is a tragedy. Or like Shane Warne post-makeover. That's how I smile at him now. I've carefully said makeover, don't worry, it's fine, just in case. That's, uh, yeah, so I I smile at them in a, oh, wow, dear. Mm. One of those kind of, never mind, Mm. smiles. And then they look at, you know. Mm. So I went for the, the thumbs up, but uh, I, I, I don't like that. I once, I want, when I used to do a chat show in the, many years ago on the television, um, I think it was the Zootons, I could be wrong, but I think it was the Zootons doing Valerie oh, yeah. were on there. And I think what they did is they did it twice, and then I think the, uh, in the edit they put two, the, two, the first half and the second half together, like one might with a used car. Mm-hmm. Mm. And they needed a little edit. They need to cut it away, to cut away from, obviously, to something as an edit point. So they cut to me sitting in semi-shade watching them. <laughs> By God, if I wasn't clicking my fingers. I mean, it was a modern <gasps> oh, band. Frank. You know, Valerie. <laughs> Why don't you come on over? I mean, if you're not in the Rat Pack, <laughs> you're not allowed to click your fingers. It's just not acceptable. If you're not in the Rat Pack and you're not. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm not in the Rat Pack. Yeah. Let's face it. <laughs> No, so that was a that was a terrible. I tell you, my mum used to. Uh, this is not a hand gesture, but if she saw anyone in the street, mm. she knew. She'd go. Oh. <laughs> my mum does that. Yeah. <laughs> Why did they do it? Wow. Someone must have done it in an old Judy Garland film or something. My mum always goes. Oh. Maybe they what thought is it? whistling people was vulgar or something like that. You know, yeah, I don't, I don't know if women whistled in those days no. because obviously the old adage: um, a whistling woman and a crowing hen <laughs> is neither good to beast nor men. <laughs> I'm worried about the last um, the last section of that crow. It sounds like it's it, it, it goes into death rattle. The last bit, I think. Well, that that Frank, is the last crow. Don't yeah. don't play it three times because then what will happen? Oh, that's <laughs> true. Here we, here we go. <laughs> I'm not happy with the ending. Doesn't ha- sound happy at that last. Yeah, bit. I can imagine the cockerel looking across and saying, yeah. "Jeff, can I do that again?" I, I just lost it around the ending. No, it's yeah. fine. No, no, no I, well, I'd like to. Let's do it again. Then we got then we got a choice both ways. Mm. On the subject of uh, out, outdated hand gestures, mm. uh, I think both the gesture and the phrase "sticking twos up" is going. You don't mm. you don't hear people sticking twos up. You know? No, I've never heard that phrase. Really? What's that? Is that the the I'll opposite of the Churchill sign? Yeah, 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 it's yeah. the rude sticking version. Twos up. It's been it's been replaced, hasn't it, by flipping the bird? There's a solitary suspect, digit but, now. Yeah. Mm. It's it's a pity that because that is that's globalisation at, it, at, it, it at its worst it because that is that's the American influence that's done there and mm. it's a shame because although the the V sign um, that you're discussing is is crude in the extreme at least it's British mm. <laughs> well that's true um, I've noticed as well a lot of um, saluting going on Simon Cowell and Cheryl have popularised the salute yes well, we I've heard it's bad luck. Is it really? Well, it didn't, Cheryl Carlegan. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard it can lead to malaria and unemployment, <laughs> if wrongly employed. No, I was... Uh, I figured uh, the first time I saw them doing that is that there was... Um, the floor manager maybe had a, a just the one magpie. 
on his shoulder. <laughs> uh, I hadn't warned them. And uh, obviously they both went into a slight superstitious panic. <laughs> I'm thinking I might get some sort of um, pet bird. I'm thinking parrot. Um, oh, no. I'll tell you for why. I've been having physiotherapy on my shoulder. I've got, I've got a sort of a, a, a dropped shoulder, they, they call it. Okay. And it, what it is, it's kind of... It looks as if I'm about to turn left. <laughs> I, I'm not unaware of it, Frank. Are you, have you yeah, you've noticed it? I know. It? You've mentioned it to me before, but yeah. I'm aware of it. When I put a T-shirt on, the first two letters of the slogan are, are often obscured by folds because <laughs> that, the, the, the shoulder isn't... isn't, isn't Try being BFM. Yeah. That's Britain's fattest man, Alan. Oh, exactly. Okay. But, I mean, his logo, so... Yeah. Yes. Got I know it. what you mean. But, um, so, yeah, so I'm always turning like that. My shoulders... I mean, if... If I went with my shell, if I gave it free rein, I would just walk in a very small circle. Like a wonky That's wheel. That's quite a good dance. You'd be good doing the um, Michael Jackson Thriller dance, though. They do a lot of that. Mm, but no. So I thought, apparently now, it, it, I've, I've worked on the muscles, but it's actually, it's actually bearing in mind to hold it in position mm. until it gets on my hard drive. Yeah. I thought if I had a parrot on that shoulder... Yes. You would... Pop it up. Well, well it, of course. It, it would necessarily be erect. I don't want it to teeter. <laughs> so, you know, when I saw the wings going, I could realise it was about to topple. <laughs> then um, the, the shoulder would go back. That's what I need, something like Absolutely. that. Maybe if you could get um, a spirit level incorporated into an epaulette. Yes, mm. that's a great idea. I'm just wondering if there's some kind of complicated tattoo that you could do that would, that would work that out. It's just remembering is, is the yeah, thing. Yeah. You need a visual aid, don't you? The parrot would be ideal because it's both bright and it can vocalise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shoulder up. <laughs> Maybe a, a ball bearing on a brooch. <laughs> <laughs> or a Newton's cradle in the armpit. <laughs> I need something you anyway. You could have it perched on a Gaddafi throw. If you had that over your shoulder... That's true. Well, if I had the Gaddafi throw, that no-one would care whether the shoulder was turned. I look like I'm all, all just about to do a dummy on, on a right back. <laughs> oh, nice. And, and, and take him on the outside, as it were. <laughs> anyway, any advice, as ever, from our listeners? Mm. I don't... I mean, I've had the physiotherapy, for God's sake. I went to... Um, I went to an exhibition this oh, week. Oh, how lovely. Now, I don't know about you, but I love a reliquary. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> yes, I do. You know what a reliquary is? Relics. I was trying to explain this to my personal assistant. I said, I'm going to an exhibition of uh, reliquaries. Mm. And she says, well, what is that? And I said, well, you know that the, the Catholic, in, in the Catholic Church, we, we worship um, the bones of saints. Mm. And she said, really? <laughs> and I said, yeah. She said, I've never heard that, and looked a bit taken aback, and I thought, well, I know it's a bit weird, but mm. you'd think... Anyway, it turns out she thought I'd said, the bones of Satan. Oh. <laughs> Which would be quite a revelation. Oh, by the way, in the Catholic Church, we worship the bones of Satan. <laughs> it's two massive whammies. One, that we're diabolists, and secondly, that Satan is dead. Right. <laughs> I mean, to drop that on someone, you know, simultaneously is too much. <laughs> Anyway, what it is, is that they do, they like the bits of saints. So I went to this exhibition at the British Museum, brilliant. Mm. I would absolutely recommend it. It includes things like um, a brooch with a piece of the skull of Thomas Beckett. Oh, I and, love that. And a thorn 
Is it Thomas R. Beckett? Do you call him Thomas Beckett and well, you know about to, these things? He used to be R. Beckett and then I... Like to Linda LaPlante. No, he dropped that. Exactly. Thought it was a bit 70s. Yeah, Danny LaRue. Was <laughs> <laughs> this an equity thing? <laughs> yeah, maybe it was an equity. Maybe there's another Thomas R. Beckett, so we have to be Thomas Beckett. I like Thomas R. Beckett much better. Mm. Danny LaRue. Mm. His full name, of course, was Danny LaRue de Chocolat. I don't know if you're aware of that. Mm. No. Anyway, um... They also add, in a, in a small uh, reliquary, which mm. is obviously the name of the thing that holds them, ornate, um, a thorn from the crown of thorns. No. Well, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit... I mean, how did they acquire that originally? Did mm. someone go up to one of the centurions and say, you're not going to throw that away, are you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're not going to hand it over. Right? Health and safety, surely. <laughs> I don't, I don't think they were that concerned with health and safety back then. What, at the crucifixions? <laughs> yeah, we can't, we can't give you this thorn, you may prick yourself on it. <laughs> There's a lot of legislation. It's like when they shot Murray Mound the other day in case people slipped down it. Uh, I don't know if the health and safety brigade had kicked in back then, had they? Well, I hope those nails were dipped in disinfectant. <laughs> yeah. Now wash your hands. But it just, um, it just made me think that I would... Um, if I could have any... Any mm. piece of um, any relic—I don't mean religious necessarily—but from you know from now or from history, what would it be? Mm. And my, for, I thought I thought long and hard about this, and what I've come up with is Carlos the Jackal sunglasses. Yes, I love those things. Now, as far as I know, I mean there are other pictures, of, but there's one iconic picture yes. of Carlos mm. the Jackal, leather jacket. Um, Bit of sellotape on the collar. I've never worked that out. <laughs> um, and shirt slightly one collar in, one collar out. Uh, and these weird shaped shades. They're not aviators. They're, I don't know what they are. They're a bit reactor like Rapide, Ryan O'Neill. Oh, uh, maybe. 70s rom com. But I, I know exactly the shades. But you mean. so iconic. And I would love. And if I wouldn't just keep them in a case, I'd wear them as well. Have well, they been reissued? Are we aware of, of have they been reissued? Um, I suppose it's an, again it's a niche market, isn't it? As, well, thanks uh, yeah. to Cool Hunter, as we've Absolutely, established. Yeah. So yeah, they yeah, will I'm be wearing. Now. The, I've got me put, put me Ray Ban jackals on. <laughs> <laughs> and well, I tell you what, I think I might attract them down. What? Because, <laughs> yeah, uh, because I um, I was for a period I was obsessed with this picture of Carlos the jackal, and so I had a very good sense of what the sunglasses yeah. looked like. And I saw a picture of um, Neil Fox at Party in the Park. <laughs> and he had some glasses on which were, if not, I mean, they look very similar to me. And it's not out of the question, is it, that Neil Fox would pay big money for Carlos the Jackal's shades. Have you, have you sent him an email gathering this information? <laughs> no, or? I'm just, um, I, I mean, I, I imagine he's a tetchy individual. Who? Neil Fox? Neil Fox, yeah. yeah. Well, the jackal's not easy. No, but to be honest... <laughs> He's if, no picnic. Maybe it's the glasses. <laughs> if, if I had to go on uh, a two-man drive to Edinburgh tonight, you, I'd choose the jackal. Would you go jackal over fox? Yeah. Better stories, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, I'd, I'd, Better music, I'd, probably, as well. I'd rather have an assassination yarn than somebody talking about when they met Top Loader. <laughs> <laughs> I also thought I wouldn't mind that um, that big bin that Mary Bale put the cat in. <laughs> the wheelie bin. Yeah, then you could use it. I thought you could use it as a cat bank um, for anyone locally who didn't want their Can cat in. say, I'm so impressed by your recall of her name. <laughs> oh, Mary Bale. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know why. It's something to do with bailing out. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I... Uh, you could have a cat bank and mm. people could put their unwanted cats in and then they could be redistributed to people who want cats. Oh, you mean while they're alive? Yeah, yeah, oh, while I they're... thought you meant that cats that had passed on, shuffled off this mortal coil. Oh, no, I think... Um, when... Uh... I think they have to be left in the road, from what I've seen, but a <laughs> slightly, str- strangely grinning, open mouth. When our cat died, I say ours, it was my youngest brother's and, my, and we'd all moved and my mum it got ill and then... It had to be put down, mm. and uh, my mum told both my other brothers, who were quite upset. I think they even shed a tear, and I went, "How much was that then?" And uh, I think it was about forty-eight quid. What? What to, to put get the a cat, cat down? Yeah, about forty-eight quid to get a cat. Carlos, yeah. the jackal would have been cheap, huh? Well, exactly. Yeah, and it did. Uh, as soon as you said a cat bank, I was thinking you'd be saving a lot of people forty-eight quid there if if the cat was due to shuffle off. You could yes. have a cat bank. The vets had gone uh, mad. Did you not have a shovel? <laughs> well, I was going to try not to make these jokes about <laughs> offering my mum that I could have killed the cat for free, which I did, but I wasn't going to make them on but, the podcast. But the fact is, if you kill the cat quickly and humanely, mm. I mean... There's rules. Surely there's rules. There... You say it with a note of regret in your voice. <laughs> yeah, I think you've got to take your shoes off before you do it in the house. <laughs> if you do it in the house, definitely. <laughs> No, there are definitely rules. The animal cruelty people will go bananas just about the mere mention of this. I'm certain of it. Okay. Well, anyway, that is... Uh, <laughs> okay, it's with a tinge of disappointment. This, that's this week's email, then. Um, is it all right to kill your own pets? <laughs> I mean, legally, I don't mean morally. I mean, that's too big a debate. I mean, is it all right if if it's done... We look at me like that for. <laughs> don't know that... Producer making all sorts of cut through it. What you cut their throat would be all right. What do you mean cut their throat? <laughs> oh, I see. Cut. You mean? Oh, okay. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio.